Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about stock market valuations and how Wall Street justifies these insanely high valuations. A year ago, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was trading at an average of 18.17 times earnings. Value investors the world over were fretting about how such a high valuation could be justified. Well, as of Friday, the Dow was trading at 22.56 times earnings. First of all, let's unpack what all of that means. The price-to-earnings multiple is a measure of how expensive an investment is. In absolute terms, it means you would have to hold a stock for 22 and a half years for a company to earn back the investment an investor made in the company. From an investor standpoint, it's even worse than that because most companies don't pay dividends. Even if a company paid out 100% of their earnings as dividends, it would take 22 and a half years to get your money back. And think about it. That's not too different from a bank having an amortized loan over 22 years. But in this case, the investor has no security. Investors expect to make their return through the growth and the value of the stock. A company that's in a low-growth commodity business will tend to trade at a lower multiple than a high-growth company. The theory goes something like this. Let's say that a company exhibits high earnings growth of, say, 100%. That is, their earnings are going to double every year. If that stock is trading at 20 times earnings today, then 12 months from now the stock would be trading at the equivalent of 10 times next year's earnings. Assuming you're confident the company can achieve that growth, then you can argue that the higher valuation makes sense. A low-growth company, on the other hand, like, say, Consolidated Edison, which provides regulated electricity, gas, and steam to customers primarily in the New York area. Because they're in a regulated industry, their ability to grow is limited by the utilities commission setting the rates that they can charge. Well, for that company, Consolidated Edison, revenue grew by 0.1% last quarter. And in the past year, Con Ed saw their earnings shrink by 10.9%. Well, guess what? Con Ed is trading today at 22 times earnings. This is a stock that should trade at a much lower multiple. Historically, low-growth stocks like this have traded at lower multiples like 10 to 12 times earnings. They're stable year over year, and as long as they don't make any major mistakes, the company's performance is going to be quite predictable. The current valuation is indicative of how much valuations have been inflated in the current environment. I predict we're going to see a return to fundamentals in the very near future. This is going to start with the more aggressively priced companies and then will ultimately spill over to the broader market. Today, we still have a situation where the majority of trades in the market are computer program trades and not actual legitimate investor activity. We also have a large percentage of the investor market now investing in ETFs, funds that track the market indices. So let's look at a stock like Apple or Google. These have traditionally been considered high growth stocks. Now, right now, we're dealing with a coronavirus outbreak for more than a month, and the markets have shrugged it off largely and pushed valuations to all-time highs. Clearly, investors have been disconnected from what's been happening on the ground. But now we have Apple issuing guidance for their first quarter that it will be impacted by supply chain disruptions. As of Monday's opening bell, the shares were down 8% for the week and down 6.6% over the weekend. Even the most optimistic Apple evangelist would have to acknowledge that the iPhone makes up the majority of the company's revenue and earnings. And furthermore, the potential for greater phone penetration in the market is diminishing. Pretty much anyone who can afford a smartphone and wants one has one. 
We're into a replacement cycle, where forced obsolescence, battery life, or new features like an improved camera would trigger an upgrade. From that perspective, Apple and Con Ed don't look all that different. Neither company will see tremendous growth in the next 12 months, and it doesn't make sense that Apple trades at a huge premium to the market. The market multiples for Con Ed don't make sense either. Now, I've talked about two companies that are arguably at opposite ends of the business spectrum. And I believe my argument applies to all the companies that occupy the space in between these two companies. I believe we're going to see a precipitous drop in the market averages as analysts come to grips with the true impact of the coronavirus outbreak on the global economy. And so far in the past week, we've seen a 4% drop in the S&P 500. And on Monday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the NASDAQ, and the S&P 500 all lost about 3% of their value in just one trading session. Many have pointed to the stock market shrugging off the concerns about the coronavirus as a reason not to worry. Let me remind you of the irrational exuberance of the dot-com bubble in the late 1990s. I lived through those days in the tech sector and was part of a company that had just gone public in the run-up to the dot-com crash. Markets have a way of being very wise in hindsight, and not so much looking forward. I believe it's prudent to take a more defensive posture and invest in hard assets. Apple lost nearly 8% of its value in a few short days. Hard assets don't typically exhibit that kind of volatility. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. 